the Mighty Waters podcast, helping you unlock the power of your people. Hello and welcome to the Mighty Waters podcast. My name is Marie Toyne and you're listening to our brand new series, Millennial Voices. I'm super excited about this series, um, but before we delve straight into my first guest interview, I wanted to explain a bit about why I decided to do a podcast series all about millennials. So as a disclaimer, first thing, there are lots of definitions out there on what a millennial is, but I've defined it as those born between 1990 and 2000. And I actually fall into the bracket, so I am a millennial myself. And for the past year or so, I have been fascinated by the amount of research and studies undertaken all about my generation. Fling a few stats out there. Uh, By 2020, my generation is going to make up 50% of the new workforce. But sadly, only 29% of millennials who are currently employed are feeling engaged at work. And less than 40% of millennials consider themselves to be thriving in their workplace. And there's plenty more research out there which suggests that millennials are showing needs and desires for the workplace not yet met by many companies, resulting in a lot of millennials not feeling particularly happy at work. I'm really interested in knowing what does this ideal workplace look like for millennials? What should leaders be changing, adapting, considering? You know, where has this come from? Why do millennials think this way? And I've read a lot and written a lot about the topic. And if you're interested, you can download my Millennials at Work white paper uh, via the Mighty Waters website. Or the link can be found in the description to this episode. So this series was inspired initially by the work that I have done. But I wanted to get Millennial Voices heard, hence the name. Go to the source itself and give Millennials a chance to express their thoughts and opinions about the current state of the workplace. So throughout this series, I speak to millennials from different experiences, backgrounds, at different stages in their career, and I ask them about their thoughts on the workplace, things that are good, things that need improvement, and what their vision is for the future workplace. We cover topics like diversity and inclusion, the importance of fitness, and in this episode today, we're going to be covering the application process. So Before I go into episode one, I just want to say that I hope this series will give you really great insight into the millennial mind. So the application process, um, if you didn't know already, every year in the UK, mostly around autumn time, graduate schemes of major organisations open their doors to new graduates fresh out of university or perhaps those that have been uh, in a job in their career for a couple of years. And this application process generally tends to involve numerous online assessments and following from that assessment centres and interviews. And this can take up to six months from application to offers being sent out. Obviously, this varies according to organisation. Um, but in this episode, I speak to nearly graduate, uh, the lovely Ella Stanley, and we discuss her experience and the experience of her peers who have gone through uh, multiple application processes recently to graduate programmes. We discuss her views on the process, the advantages and disadvantages, and what she hopes for for the future application process. Let's just get straight to it. Here is my chat with Ella. So, Ella, you are a nearly graduate from King's College, studying neuroscience. I am indeed. <laughs> I, I'm aware we've kind of met up a few times, and when we did meet up, um, you were going through the application process for various graduate schemes, and 
that's why I really wanted to bring you here and I felt your, some of your insights and your experiences as well as experiences of your peers were really important, especially important for those to hear who perhaps some have some sort of uh, say or uh, at working out um, the application processes for some of the big companies um, because I think both of us concluded there's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and this is something I've spoken to about not only with you, but my peers. We have all been going through the application process. Some of us have been looking more at graduate schemes. Others have been looking just to go straight in and work within the business. And myself and my peers have also looked at startups. So we have quite a good idea um, of the application process and the pros and cons of different companies and how they're doing it. Yeah, one of the things that you said was the initial beginning of the application process, specifically with the big corporates, which was all about online testing. Yes, so online testing. Well, (laughs) got a lot to say about it. Um, A lot of people love online testing, but it's only really for the reason that they can cheat around it. Online testing involves an aptitude test, and some people are naturally gifted at that, and others are not. And I think not only does an aptitude test not necessarily test the candidate in the right way, depending obviously on the nature of the job. But it's very easy for people to get another individual to do the aptitude test for them. So um, in my university, there's one guy who is amazing at aptitude tests, and he will do the online testing for, honestly, the bulk of my friends. Wow. Um, And it's a real shame that it's got to this point where people feel they need to cheat. Um, You know, my friends are really decent individuals and this does not reflect them at all. But because everyone is going about it in this way, you're almost forced to, um, you know, use resources like getting someone else to do your online test, which is... It's not great for both the individual and the um, company. That yeah, are. absolutely. And I mean, obviously, the company will suffer from from that as well because it's not really giving an accurate kind of result of. It doesn't of represent people. their ability at all, but neither does it reflect them as an individual. Mm. And I think this is bringing me on to the second um, point. Second point: the the issue that I really had with a lot of the application processes, is that they are so black and white. You know, it's kind of like, it completely takes out any element of personality, which of course there are some areas where you you just need to know the answer. Uh, And yes or no can be, you know, the right way forward. Um, But the application process doesn't really take into account the individual characteristics or traits that may well be beneficial to the business. And I think a lot of them can lack a interactive element. Mm. Um, And I know that we've chatted before about one media company Mm. that you um, did an application with, and they asked, you know, really different questions that were relevant to that industry. And a lot of the application processes that I have personally been involved with have completely lacked that element of 
I guess, surprise within the application process and diversity, um, and it completely lacks any questions that might allow you to think creatively. Mm. And actually, the application process, um, some of the things that we were discussing um, before was that the application process is that first moment that you interact with that company on kind of a deeper level. Say it's in retail, it's the first time you're actually going deeper into ASOS, for example, or Adidas. And it's a a customer in a way. So for instance, for Adidas, Mm. I buy Adidas trainers. So it's the first time they're interacting with a customer and potential employee. What is it that they want to communicate? And some of the things from both of our experiences, Mm. actually, and from friends is that what they communicate is really very boring. They very... communicate very little. Yeah, about... <laughs> and they communicate very little. Yeah. And what would you say has been your best experience so far in the application process? Kind of what's what's a standout role model for the as application yeah. process? Which company does it well? I think ASOS do it quite well in terms of they essentially what they do is on their LinkedIn every um, other day or so they will post a kind of like a postcard type post and they have a picture of an individual who works within the company and they explain what they do in the company they explain their role they explain what sort of the day-to-day um, activities look like um, within within the business and I think this is a really great way to catch people's attention because mm-hmm. you can visualize yourself working there you can kind of relate to that person um however i will say that this wasn't actually within the application process itself no companies that i'm aware of they don't really show who they are or the position that you may be applying for of course they have these are the qualities you need and this is what you'll be doing but it's a very bullet point answer it's very difficult to visualize yourself doing that role Mm. Um, so actually there needs to be so a third point would be just communication and using digital to their advantage yeah so for instance there's like these posts or Mm. video or interviews videos would be really great I think you know we are a progressive generation and we are very tech savvy and if we see a business or company that's you know not really particularly on it with their digital um, marketing or their um, website design for instance I'm instantly put off by a poor website because mm. you know as millennials this is this is the way forward and this is the way everything is going and if if they can't have a if they don't have an attractive or easily or an attractive website that's easy to navigate I'm instantly put off mm. like instantly um, and it's a real shame for um, companies that are doing lots of great things and you know I'm just going to be put off by mm. that initial interface yeah yeah research shows that millennials are the most socially conscious generation mm. um, ever yeah. <laughs> and we care about having a bigger impact we care about making an impact through the work we do and one of the points that you made when we were chatting was that needs to be communicated better as well. For me now, when I'm applying um, for a job, I not only want to know what the company is doing to um, progress as a business and as a company, but I also want to know, like, what are they doing for us to 
progress in terms of like a society you know are they sustainable do they have a conscience you know are they ethical Mm. um what do they really care about the bigger picture do they care about their employees and the health of their employees um Mm. you know well-being I think is a really important Mm. thing for me too Mm. and so so again it's a kind it's an issue of communicating that to people applying and making that obvious to the applicant, would you say? Yeah, really important. Like, I want to know, are they involved with any sort of charity work? Um, are they trying to reduce their CO2 emission? And these things might sound really small, but they would really, honestly, they would attract me so much as a candidate. And I know all of my friends would be really impressed, actually, mm. by these things. And I'm sure a lot of companies are doing that. Mm. They're just not expressing that and they're not getting that across and if they're doing it great you need to let us know okay so to summarize online surveys um, the mm. interface um, and just being digitally savvy yeah. and then just communicating who the brand is what they stand for what they do outside yeah. of I think the, the bigger picture is the impact it? yeah the impact what they yeah their impact on not only business but the world (laughs) essentially well that has been so helpful and um thank you so much for your time and wishing you all the best for your applications thank you so that's it the first episode is done that was my conversation with the lovely ellis stanley And I hope that that episode has sparked new ideas and thoughts on attracting and retaining millennials at work. And if this is an area that your organisation needs some help in, then Mighty Waters helps clients make the most of their people. And this is an area that we have been working in. So do get in contact with us at www.mightywaters.co.uk. You can also download my white paper, Millennials at Work, completely free via the link in the description to this episode. And finally, you can continue listening to this podcast series. Our next episode is where I speak to Lucy White all about her experience and the challenges of managing millennials. She shares some fantastic top tips. So do listen to that. Until next time, work well.